We got through. We got through a little sound attenuation intro. It's the newlyweds without our without our good friend Maxwell <laughs> barking. We should call ourselves the Maxwells. Yep, Maxwell and uh, Louise. They're still staying with us. Our uh, our friends Max and Louise. Uh, but I'm Dallas Penn, and this is CS Chocolate Snowflake. Yes, though you can call me CS. In fact, I prefer it. And you are listening to the newlyweds. Podcast. Internet, what's going on? How are you guys doing? How's it going? All right, all right. We are in the. This is the home stretch for 2015. It is. It's true. You know, it's 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 kind of a a little bit of a sad time. I feel like you know because you have to take uh, stock of the year and say, man, you know what a year. It's uh it's coming to a close. It's winding down. You know. I I I look forward to it actually. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's everything's possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know why. The new year makes a difference because everything's possible tomorrow, too. Yes. In fact, everything's possible in a minute. <laughs> That's true. Every, everything's possible everything's whenever. Everything's possible at any time. But um, I actually don't get the end of year blues. I get excited. I love it. Okay. okay. I, love, I love New Year's, whether it's everybody's New Year or your personal New Year. Yes, indeed. I, I think I I'm get the end of that. the year blues simply because um, you walk out of your office at 5 p.m., 5.30 p.m., 6 p.m., and it's pitch black outside. And it's like, whenever it's dark out, it's like, oh, the day is done. The day is over. You know? When you walk out of that office during the summer and it's still light out, you feel like, okay, wait a minute. I still have my life left. So I guess that's what it is. It's the lack of sunlight that has me just kind of like, uh. You know what you need? Mm. Vitamin D. Some vitamin D. Okay. Vitamin D. I'm going to have to take some supplements. Get me some <laughs> vitamin D. Back. Get you some sunshine in your veins. Well, I'll tell you what. I had some sunshine this weekend. You and I uh, had a classic, classic DPCS date. We sure did. It was at, wonderful. At the Brooklyn Museum for a Saturday. Yeah. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? As often <laughs> as we talk about that. Yeah, you and I have been there a thousand, <laughs> thousand times. I swear to God, we it go was there. So familiar that at the end of the day, you and I looked at each other and we were like, "Wow, that was a classic." It was a classic, classic a classic day. our date. <laughs> so, so let me break it down for you, Internet. So, uh, at first Saturday, uh, they were having a screening of the Wiz film, the the film with Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Nipsey Russell, Richard Pryor, Lena Horne. If you haven't seen that film, please see it. If you haven't seen that film and you're black. And you're older than 30 years old. <laughs> I'm going to question your blackness right Ooh, here. No, you did not. Go I there. am going to question their blackness. No, you did not. You really need to. Okay. This is like one of those that's, situations where my buddy Reggie. That's. Better known as Combat Jack. Yes. Has never been to Red Lobster. And I question his blackness. Just well, because he doesn't know the experience of the Cheddar Bay Biscuit. But if you haven't seen the Wiz movie... Let me ask you a question. Do you think Combat Jack has not seen the Wiz and has not had a Cheddar Bay Biscuit? Because if so... It's possible. We have some serious problems. It's possible. It's I think possible. we it's might possible. need to call... We that, might need to we call might need to have, some Afro experts. We might, need to have, we might need to have a blacker than that intervention. <laughs> we might need to. All right. We won't, we won't worry about that. We won't worry about... 
um, that. But I will worry about you listeners right now if you haven't seen The Wiz yet. They had this this uh, enjoyable remake that mm-hmm. was telecast this week. Everybody was talking about it on NBC. It was like a, their live annual holiday musical. They stage a live one every year. Okay. And the last two ones were really bad. It was uh, Peter Pan and Sound of Music, and they're really stiff. And I, myself, am a lover of musicals, uh, and I couldn't make it through either of those. Who doesn't love musicals? Well, there are they are out there. In fact, I was just having a discussion today with a friend of mine who does not like musicals. She is black mm-hmm. and has no interest in seeing The Wiz. Mm-hmm. I know, mind blown, right? I was just like, what? How could you not? There's so much There's so much in that movie. It's deep. It's got Don't You Carry a Load and, and all the lyrics and things that are just really deep. And I, I don't even want you to explain to me a black person who has no interest in seeing The Wiz. I don't understand it I don't, I don't want you to explain that to me. And I don't even want to know that person's name because... <laughs> If they're a friend of yours, then I may know them. And if I see them, I swear I will definitely feel a way about them. Well, I am maintaining her anonymity her anim- in no, order to please. protect the innocent. All your lady friends now come under question. All of y'all are suspect right now. Good thing they don't hear this. <laughs> Well, you know what? All but you for have real, to do, I'm going to be looking at all your lady friends sideways. All you have to do is just start humming a few bars. And if the one black person in the room does not go, ease on down the road. Ease on down. You got to. Ease on down. Ease on down the road. The road. Then you know who it is. Okay. I'll tell you what. You just humming that right now. Yeah. <laughs> make me want to hear some of that right now. <laughs> But what I'll say about the live musical, just to bring us back to where we were, is that it made me really want to see the movie. Yes. Because the movie had so much more richness and depth. And, you know, I I knew, I mean, everybody knows Michael Jackson was a genius. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was really good in that film. But until we saw it again Saturday night at the Brooklyn Museum, I didn't really appreciate his genius his genius his brilliance i mean he never broke character right. he was so physical yes from beginning to end even when Incredibly. in moments where the camera wasn't on him when he was just somewhere off on the side he was totally physically inhabiting the scarecrow yeah. character 
I mean, it was mind-boggling. Actually, he was so good that so I, good. I feel like the director had to had to really put the camera on him a lot of times simply because he stayed in that character. Doesn't it make you though wonder what didn't make it into the movie? I mean, can you imagine what the outtakes were? Oh, movie no question, was? no question. I mean, Michael Jackson is, is one of the, the greatest goat. entertainers, performers. But I, but I will tell you though, the watching that that movie again yeah. made me really appreciate the talent of Diana Ross. And really, how, absolutely, absolutely. I always knew she was so supremely talented. Oh, okay. Yes, I know, I know. <laughs> but I saw her influence on Michael in oh, that film. interesting. I saw her influence on Michael in that film. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, wow, these... We are, we are watching genius. We are watching just pure brilliance. Yeah. And black excellence yeah. happen. I'll tell you what, seriously, internets, uh, if you haven't seen the film in a long time, please, it's please, worth, please, it's please, worth please, revisiting. Absolutely. Netflix it, do whatever you have to do, just get it in your eye holes, really. I will say just one thing about Diana Ross, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was clearly 35 in that movie, okay. trying to pass for like, I don't know what. I mean, she was 35 to a black person's eyes. But, you know, she could have been... I, don't, I think she was trying to pass for someone who was in their late 20s. She was one of these, you yeah, know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, do not. Do not <laughs> bring not, no shade I'm not, for the okay, boss. no shade, no shade, for no real. shade. Don't That's bring no shade corrected. for the boss because the boss will come kick this door down. Yeah, you you think Beyonce's think so. got drones out there? <laughs> Diana Ross has not lived this long to not have drones She's and clones. She's the only one left. I know. Out of everyone that was How in the movie. How crazy is that? She's the only one left. I know. I know. I know. And us. And, and us. us. And us. So, that, so then, boom, after <laughs> after the film, uh, after the film, you and I ran into the the grand ballroom. We scarfed a hot dog. Yeah, snatched the, a corn dog. <laughs> snatched the snack real quick. Internet snatched the snack and then went back into the auditorium for a performance by Brown Girls Burlesque. And I should say that this whole like evening, first Saturday, was like themed around Coney Island, right? Because mm-hmm. they had this exhibit of photographs of Coney Island, and so they had this like a little sideshow thing, which is where we got the corn dog, mm-hmm. and then the burlesque show, which is of course in the tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that what Brown Girls Burlesque did was so far above and beyond anything that has ever been performed at Coney Island. Mm. I mean, I thought it really For elevated real. the whole evening to performance art, to dance. Because no question, you know, everybody knows what burlesque is. It's a tease, right? And it's the skin and the shoulder and the flash of whatever. I think what was so powerful about the performance, which was themed around, they took a kind of you know bump and grind thing and they turned it into a serious political statement, talking about um, the things that we've all been occupied with for the past year, year and a half, which is over-militarized police, the targeting of black people, just. Just inhumanity and, and... Particularly inhumanity towards the black body. Yes. And I think Although that's I why... I that phrase. I really but hold do. on for a second. I, CS, we were inside there and and you're not typically a squeamish person. Like you no. and I, we can sit through horror movies and yeah. gore and all kinds of things. And there was a moment during one of the performances yeah. and because it was so raw... Yeah. Um, it was so raw, you were like, yo, am I the only person here who is... 
who was kind of feeling unsettled. Yeah. And uh, I told you, yes, you were. And quietly, you, you 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 stayed with it. You sat through it, and it was it was such a raw, strong performance that when you got to the end, there was just this kind of release right. that happened. Right. And and it was Brown Girls Burlesque. These it ladies was the best show they've yeah, ever done. This, it was certainly the best show they've ever done. But I yeah. feel like these ladies have always been pretty progressive, pretty mm-hmm. trendsetting. Mm-hmm. Not as progressive as yours, truly. <laughs> okay, Brown Girls Burlesque was... Are you going to tell... I am going to tell the story. I hate this story. No, Because no, let me tell you no. why. You were wrong. You were wrong. Okay? Internets, you were wrong. Internets, will y'all decide my wrongness for me right now? All right, go ahead. Okay, go I ahead. have a statement that I like to use. And that is the universe was created... From a black hole. It is so wrong. Okay, CS so wrong. gets mad with me whenever I, I say this in company. And I get mad with you when you say it with no company. When I'm just here, I don't like it. It's the it's rawest truth. No, it's objectifying. Of ever. No, it's objectifying. And the problem with it is, is the same reason I'm totally jumping to subjects right now, is why so many people have problems, for example, with the Chirac movie. In that it reduces, it, it kind of reduces this idea of a woman's body and a part of her body to this completely abstract concept that is totally disengaged from any idea of personhood. And that in and of itself is offensive. But it's not. It is. It's not because there is a cosmic heartbeat that we all originate from that we all emanate from that we're all a part yes, of yes that's that is not offensive that's absolutely true and and but, where is that heart beating from and beating through and releasing us and whenever you go to the black hole internets uh, it feels I, like heaven no am i right or wrong can i get an amen from the internets no internets no Internets? Internets are not interested in you right now. <laughs> Internets. I am sure that there are people who will say amen once this gets posted. I'm sure there will be. But I'm telling you, I find it problematic. Because no one goes around and talks about, you know, how would you feel if someone just automatically said, you know, something about black sticks or or some phrase that had a semi-negative con- uh, uh, connotation, right? So black holes are voids, and you're trying to... But they're not voids. You're trying... You're trying. See, that's the thing. I'm trying to get people to redefine I understand that. what I the, understand. Black, the black hole is everything. Can I, can I Everything can I in creation. I understand that. I understand that that's what you're trying to do. But in doing so, you're taking something that's very personal, which is my body part, which cannot be abstracted from who I am. Because guess what? They don't all look the same. They don't all feel the same. They don't all smell the same. They're, each is as individual as the owner to which it belongs to. And I have but ownership. But the power that is I, contained I don't, inside. Don't, don't interrupt me. I have ownership over my body. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I'm telling you that my body does not contain a black hole. Period. End of sentence. Okay, well, I'll listen to that and I will then tell you kindly that you don't even understand your body. Oh, no, because you did not. The black hole, no, you did not. Just try and tell me about myself. Because the black hole has no, every no, particle no, no, in no, the universe within no, it. Every feeling, no. every emotion, yes. every color, every shape, everything. It is the totality of everything it is not without anything and that's why it is the greatest thing 
known to man because nothing, nothing a man has can contain everything. But that's my point, honey. It's not about what I have. It's about what I am. And, and what I I'm am. I'm telling you, is everything. Is everything. Okay. But it's not a black hole. Okay. <laughs> Internet, Internet. We're going to take a quick little music break. We're going to listen to some Alabama shakes. The sound and color. You know why we're going to listen to that? Because they got a funky commercial for, for Apple. Apple. And I think they feature like a, a cosmic ripple or a black I hole. I think you're right. Country. It does. Let's, let's listen to some Alabama shit. But it's not a black hole. Let's, uh, listen it's to nebulous. Listen, listen, it's nebulous. It's nebulous. Okay, it's, it's nebulous. nebulous. Okay, then it's nebulous. And then... it's universes and it's galaxies and it's stars. Okay, okay, okay. And it's okay. the infinite wonder that is life. Mm, mm. Black holes. Oh, see, you always got to get the last word. See how that brought see how that brought us back together. We was beefing. We was about to be. We was about to be. But can we just finish with Brown Girls? Because there was yes. something I okay. wanted to say okay, about the performance, if I could. Let's talk. And, and then we Let's can finish. then we can move on. Then we can move Let's on. Let's finish and get in and talk about Brown Girls. Okay. So the thing was about that performance in particular, which was unsettling, which was um oh gosh, I'm trying to remember now. Was this the one where the young Say woman, My Name. This was the right, one the where Say we My would, Name. Okay. Yes. So Say My Name where the music was the various naming of people who have been murdered by police. And not just this past year, but going back years. People who are from New York will recognize the names of, you know, Sean Bell and, and various other folks. Anyway, so and she's stripping while she's doing it. But she's dancing, and it's very powerful. And at first, the kind of conflation of her nakedness and what they were saying, what the music was doing, was uncomfortable. It didn't make sense that they would fit together. But 
I think what made this particular work so powerful, as well as the rest of it, is that it wasn't about what the audience thought. Usually burlesque is about the gaze, right? The appreciation, whether it's male or female. But here, it was more about the movement and the stripping away of layers and of being unafraid to be vulnerable in the face of so much danger. And at the end of it, she didn't care whether or not she was sexy or naked. And she really wasn't. She was quite powerful because she had shed uh, any concern about what we thought of her nakedness. Not just her nakedness. I think what, what she was shedding was a fear. Yes. And it was, it was, the, it was it's the deep. fear of oppression. It was deep. And can you imagine, Internet's, you know, and, and it really, it took me back to thinking about some of the Africans who had, I, I would say, lost everything yeah. imaginable. I mean, you, you, you come on this crazy boat ride where you guys, people are dying on the boat. Understand that. Don't think that everyone made the journey. Okay, a lot of people died. Okay, and then you get separated from the people you may have known. And you are just stripped of everything. Not only that, but when you're on the auction block being sold, you are also stripped. Okay, you are... But they weren't stripped of everything. And that's part of the resilience Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. You're stripped of everything so that the only thing that you have left is your is your will, your spirit, your indomitable, 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 <laughs> the will you have not to be dominated, okay? I'm usually good with words, but tonight I can't grab that word. So she was stripped of everything except her will to be. be. And so in the end, she ended up Okay. I mean, bang, bang. Listen, internets. Brown awesome. girls burlesque. Yeah. They brown girls burlesque. If you guys are listening and you're not, but that's all right. Kudos. Yes, you guys. You guys did the damn thing. You guys did the damn thing. And then afterwards, man, we were feeling so hyped. Yeah. We were like, yo, boom, let's go down the block to to Underhill. Let's go to Vanderbilt. Let's go to a restaurant. Hey, Franklin Ave is turned up right now. We're like, Washington Ave's got some restaurants now. This is the new Brooklyn Prospect Highs. Let's turn up. Let's turn up. And then we was like, yo, let's go upstairs and order. <laughs> Yo, internet, we went back upstairs and called the Chinese people up. We were like, yo, it's cold out here. All right. It's cold It wasn't here. even that it was cold. We was just like, man, listen. <laughs> man, listen. We took our ass back upstairs, ordered some Chinese, and turned on some DVR stuff and just chilled. Netflix and chilled, internet. Netflix yep. and chilled. But you know, the Netflix wasn't that good. That's all right. That was that didn't matter. I know it was. It was beside that the didn't point. Matter. The point was is that we, we had already won. We had come in the house, taken our pants off. We had already won. You, yes. you understand? So this, yes. all of that was just you know. So speaking of Chirac. Okay, back to Chirac. This back movie, to Chirac, Chirac, which I alluded to earlier. What do you think about what's going on with all the resignations or one resignation? One one forced resignation one for forced the police resignation chief. And, and no. I mean, we haven't really talked about, for a while, we were really talking a lot about Black Lives Matter and, and all of the various uh, Well, let, let me catch on. up uh, the internets who, who aren't familiar with a story that came out of Chicago about a week ago uh, where there was a young man named Laquan McDonald who had been killed by police, basically assassinated by police over a year ago. Yeah. And... A video of the assassination finally surfaced. Turns out there's several videos of the assassination. And we come to find out that even video of this killing had been destroyed by police. So there was this major 
organizational cover-up over a year ago in Chicago that reached uh, to the highest of government officials. Went to the mayor, went to the district attorney, went to the, 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 the top brass, yeah. as, as you like to say, of the city government. And so when the tape finally released and the officer was charged with murder, this is another thing I, I always get concerned about when they charge uh, people with, with things mm-hmm. like murder one. And, and they have to prove that these... It's a higher bar. Yes, the, the bar to prove this, that, that this is a premeditated murder. That, that, that's, you know, the only way that's going to happen is if other officers... Come forward. Other officers right there come forward and say, and here's... And they're not going to. That's I never going to I mean, it's actually a known tactic of district attorneys to say, okay, you want a charge? I'm going to give you a charge. And mm-hmm. use the murder one charge right. as a way to set up, essentially, what everyone knows is going uh, to be... This acquittal. This acquittal that come when, right. when they don't have the the facts but it, it's it's just it's a horrible 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 situation more horrible I, i'm telling people than this situation that happened in south carolina with this guy walter scott was stopped uh traffic right. stop and then the police run after and him and they shoot him, him and, and then they plant a gun yeah. on him yeah this is that was you know basically a, a little a small group of officers a cabal of officers acting you know going through the modus operandi that officers do when someone murders someone, this was the entire city government yeah. covering up a murder. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, it's it's unbelievable to me, but it, it's so telling that this this is uh, this is the name of the game here in our country. Yeah, I you know it is unbelievable, but it's also not if you read any kind of history at all. There was a really good book about um, Thurgood Marshall before he became Chief Just- uh, Justice of the Supreme Court, and when he was a lawyer for the NAACP and was um, trying cases basically to defend black people that had been rounded up and falsely accused of crimes. You know, the typical one was rape or theft or attempted rape of a white person. And this was in the height of the kind of lynching era. And he was literally racing across the country from one courtroom to another. And the lynching era also lasted about 100 years, too. Which it did. It's true. We're talking nuts. about like the early part of the 1900s. So mm-hmm. it was like 1940s, 1930s. So much of what we now have uncovered about what the Chicago PD did is basically how most of the justice system worked for generations of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was going into courtrooms knowing that there was no way anybody would ever be held accountable for the crime and a victory when his client wasn't put to death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out front. Like to him, a victory was this guy went to prison. For something he didn't do. Mm. People were in prison for their entire lives for something they didn't do. Mm. And that was a victory because at least they were still alive. And you had sheriffs and district attorneys and entire towns that were in on it. Mm. And so it's shocking, but it's not that shocking in a way. Not to make it commonplace or somehow make it less important, but just to say this is actually the history of this country. I'm, I'm shocked in that I feel like I've probably shaken the hands of the children and the grandchildren of those sheriffs and district attorneys and townspeople. And it's not just in the South. It was all over. Absolutely. It was all over. Absolutely. And those so are probably my is, neighbors. Those are probably my coworkers. This is the legacy. Dare I say my friends. Maybe. Maybe. Hard body. Hard body stuff, Internet's hard body. So it's good to know your history so you can be prepared. And it's good to keep on fighting because 
<laughs> it's not okay to die. <laughs> and it's not okay to be in prison for life. And, you know. And it's not okay to just live. And it's not okay to just live off the ill-gotten fruits and gains of your forebearers. Mm. And that's, mm. that's the real truth. I hope we didn't lose any of the 12 listeners. <laughs> That we boast. Uh, I hope I hope we didn't lose any of the twelve listeners that we boast. I don't think so. I hope we did it. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe maybe we got a couple more. Maybe you guys want to hear some more music. You think CS so? has a, has another song she selected for us. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Listen to this, this joint. Tell me who this is. Silky. I think her name is Alicia Cara, and uh, she's some Canadian R and B type chick. But uh, this is this is the joint right now. This is this is this is what's playing. All right, let's play it right now. I guess for now you've got the last laugh. I'm sorry if I seem uninterested. No, I'm not listening. No, I'm indifferent. Truly, I ain't got no business here. But since my friends are here, I just came to kick it. But really, I would rather be at home. Myself, not in this room with people who don't even care about my well-being. I don't dance, don't ask. I don't need a boyfriend, so you can't go back. Please enjoy your party. I'll be here somewhere in the corner, under clouds of marijuana, with this boy who's hard, but I can hardly hear. Over this music, I don't listen to, and I don't wanna get with you. So tell my friends that I'll. Okay, that's okay. hot. Was that, that hot? Was hot? That, that was hot. hot? That okay. was hot. That was sultry. Okay, that it was. was. It was sultry. It was smooth. It was kind of sexy, which is a little weird coming after our previous discussion, but okay. That's all right. That's all right. That's, 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 listen. We're all about uncomfortable sexuality on this episode. <laughs> listen, if you're, if you're feeling comfortable listening to this podcast, then we're not doing our job. Okay, we're not doing our job. Well, listen to this, Chocolate Snowflake. Yes. You and I have been given a, an invite to join uh, join a friend of mine on IG. He goes by the name Tyron de Harlem. Okay. And he has a podcast called Tea and Converse. Better call Tyron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so he, he, he gave me an interview um, 
early uh, this year, uh-huh. and it was really dope. It was really nice. Nice. I mean, he was really. He, he just he he humbled me in in the manner that he kind of fucked with me and and kind of the things that I uh, you know brought to the web. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, when he offered us, you know, I spoke on behalf of the both of us. And I said, absolutely. We'd love to be part of this live event. So it's, it's going down December 15th. December 15th at the Brit Pack Theater. Brit Pack Theater, 34 Pell Street, New York City. Whoop, whoop. All right. Doors open at 730. And what day is that? It's a Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday night. December 15th. 15th. 12, 15, wow, 15. I'm a little nervous. I, I thought you might be a little nervous, but don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm a little nervous. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. We'll, I mean, we'll, we we'll probably here, talk about our history. We sit here and we record this thing, though. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if I tell people you're sitting in your underwear? <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. We tell them that. I mean, I'm sitting in my underwear. I thought we told them that from the gate. I'll, I'll, I'll out both of us at the same time. I thought we told them that from the gate. We're very comfortable right now. All right. So so we'll have to... We'll, we could do a couple of things. No, we're not showing up in our underwear. That's not happening. I was going to say, let's go buy some underwear and pull it up over our pants. That way we can be in our underwear. If, that, if that's going to make you feel... No, totally feel comfortable. Totally feel comfortable. Uh, Tyron DeHollam is a... He is one of the 12. Excellent. Okay. Well, Tyron, we're so happy to be joining you on the 15th, and thank you for being one of our uh, one of our 12. Yes, yes. Yay! And, and I mean, I know there's more than 12 we're people listening. We're looking forward to it. We're I, know, I know there's more than 12 people listening, and i got to tell you something. Of all of you people listening, you are part of the 12, okay? Yes. 12 disciples. Right. Okay? And each of you represents a multifold. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Do, do we have any more news on our uh, on our checklist? On our checklist? Yes, ma'am. Well, I mean, we were going to kind of talk about Chirac. We kept mentioning it, but we never I know, we, we've talked gone, about we've it. I know, we've gone back and forth about it. We've talked in and around it. we don't really it. want to talk about it, honestly. Well, well, you know what? I mean, it's hard for me to criticize the Something film. Something we haven't seen. Since I haven't seen it. I hate to be one of those type people. You know what I mean? Like how Spike Lee might criticize something he hasn't seen. But what do you do? What do you do? But, (laughs) but I have so many trusted voices. Yeah. People, I mean, honestly, people I trust, the internet. And people have said to me, this shit is exploitative. Yeah. And it's bullshit. And I got to be honest with you. In my recent dealings with Spike, like close, like just close enough to him within a feet, a foot of him. He's a fucking dick bag. Oh no! See now you made it personal. I just was gonna talk about the. I was just gonna talk about the movie. I mean, but the, but what the person you are? Yeah. That's the energy that you give. Well, yes, that's true. But something I, changed I, in Spike. Yeah, CS. that's true. Well, something changed. I'm gonna in that say man. something really controversial right now. Say it. I'm gonna out myself. Say it. I am not a Spike Lee fan. I I, I never was. You know, no? I thought no. I would. I do the right thing. Not. I thought do the right thing was a good movie. She's I gotta thought have she's got to have it was a good movie. X. And I thought X was a good movie. And I thought they were all good movies. Although she's got to have it had some really disturbing stuff in it. I thought they were all good movies, basically, kind of in spite of Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Like it's clear he's really talented. And he had something to say. And my God, he's so, he, he opened up so many more possibilities for black filmmakers and screenwriters and directors 
than there were before he got there. So I give him all props for all of that and, and for moving forward a public conversation and consciousness with his movies. But that being said, when you just take his movies kind of as art form and look at the messaging in it, I've always had a problem with how his female roles, I thought that basically Spike doesn't like women. Not in a way, Not I'm not talking about attraction, I just mean there's something in him that's not very generously spirited towards women. I find that there's there's basically, they're either like a harpy or a hoe, and they're just, they're not people you want to know. You don't like them. They're not people you could imagine kind of being friends with. And that's okay if that's what a character calls for, but to have that same kind of trope appear over and over and over again in the same female's characters makes, turn me off, frankly. And then also I think just structurally a lot of the movies were chaotic and as they've gone on they've made less and less sense they've felt kind of sloppier and more dashed together and like I tried to watch that Santa Ana movie it was I couldn't even get through like the first half hour of it it was horrible the movie he made about Red Hook was really bad and you know he had energy and verve at the beginning and he definitely had something he wanted to say and so I think that also helped to kind of focus all of his creative energies and so those early movies had a point, you know, and you related to that and you understood it. And so it allowed you to kind of coast over some of the flaws, I think, in the movies. But that seems to have dissipated over time. And so now all you're left with, or at least all I'm left with, and this is my very personal response to it, is just movies that kind of, I don't, I don't feel compelled to see. And they, you know, oftentimes leave a kind of bad taste in my mouth or I'm just like, that was just shitty filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just me, and I know it's really, <laughs> someone's going to be like, what? <laughs> you have to do a black intervention with me, because I know Spike is one of the holy grails of black culture. But, I don't think so. But I've always felt that way about movies, I don't think we have any uh, black icon who should be unassailable, mm-hmm. including uh, Cosby. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Oprah. No one. We have no... Right. Uh, um, icon who should not ever be taken to task simply, and that's the lesson we learned from Selma. Right. Is that is that this struggle that the black person undergoes inside America is constant. It is through media. It is through politics. It is through economics, and it and it goes on day in day out, twenty four seven, so that nobody ever gets a lifetime pass. Right. Okay, you gotta constantly, you gotta get to Red Lobster once a year and get your Cheddar Bay biscuits. You gotta watch The Wiz once a year and do a Michael Jan- Michael Jackson dance step. All right, these are things that we have to do regularly, and 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 we gotta fight the power regularly. We are not allowed. We're not allowed to take a lunch break. Sorry about that, black people, white folks that are listening. You're not allowed to take a lunch break either. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say Nobody that. Nobody is allowed to take a lunch I break. I was just going to say that. The difference is that the consequences for taking a lunch break are different. That's all. That's all. And that's heavy. That's heavy stuff. Internets, internets, you know we don't like to hold your ears hostage. We ran a little long today. I hope y'all don't mind that. But um, we had something to say. And I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed what we said. And I hope um, you agree with what we said. And if you don't agree, please, please, please. Tell Chocolate Snowflake. Okay? <laughs> Tell her. Okay? <laughs> the universe so is contained. That is so wrong. Within why, a black hole. Why would you do that? Why okay? would you do that, DP? Why would you do that? That's just wrong. We, we love y'all. Wrong. We love y'all, internets. 
We do. It's the Newlyweds Podcast. But don't blow up my feed. No, don't do that. It's the Newlyweds Podcast, (laughs) Internet. Fucks with us. Cheers. It's the Newlyweds Podcast. The Newlyweds Podcast. It's the Newlyweds Podcast. The Newlyweds Podcast.